Welcome to the outreach ministry of Bishop Victor Gill, prophet of the nation. Coming to you from the Caribbean paradise, the Republic of Trinidad and Tobago. Join us right now for an experience that can change your life. Get ready for your miracle. Here is Bishop Victor Gill. Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and I sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. For cons consider him who endured such hostility from sinners against himself, lest you become weary and discouraged in your souls. I want to speak on the subject, responding properly to pain. Responding properly to pain. The text tells us, that we have been surrounded with a great cloud of witnesses and it's speaking in the context of the saints who are now in heaven, who have gone on before, who went through the pain and the suffering in their time to serve God because the context of our text is a time of persecution that the saints face. And uh, we have them as a great cloud of witnesses if they could, could have made it to the kingdom of God in spite of the difficulties that they face, we also can. But it encourages us to look to Jesus more than anyone else who is the author and the finisher of our faith. Who for the joy that was said before him endured the cross despising the shame. So even Jesus himself went through great suffering because of, he endured because he knew ahead was a great blessing. It says in verse 3, consider him who endured such hostility from sinners against himself, lest you become weary and discouraged in your souls or faint in your minds. So my subject is responding properly to pain. Pain is not a nice thing, whether it is physical, emotional, or mental. Pain is not nice. Pain is painful. And pain is not nice. However, pain is a reality of life. None is exempt from pain. No one goes through life without feeling some kind of pain. Some of you might be going through pain right now. You see, because of the nature of the time, because the coming of the Lord is soon, we are going to experience difficulties. The Bible says in 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 1, in the last days, perilous times will come. Difficult times will come. Times that are hard to bear, hard to deal with. 
Satan will tempt many with pain, like Job and his wife, who said, curse God and die. Why do you have to go through this? Satan will tempt many to give up their crown because of their pain. He will tell many, why are you going through this? You don't have to put up with this. There's an easy way out. But I want to tell you today, pain is a part of the Christian life. And so the first point I want to share with you is how you respond to pain now is very important. How you respond to pain now is very important. Because pain can cause you to make poor choices and decisions to change the trajectory of your life or the course of your life that God will have you to go and cause you to miss what God has for you. Pain, I say, can cause you to make poor choices and decisions. Beware of allowing pain to determine the kind of choices and decisions you make. Because ultimately it will lead to more pain and even beyond anything that you might have imagined. So when you face pain, be careful of the decisions that you make. Don't let pain dictate don't let pain dictate the quality of your decisions. Pain is not an excuse for certain choices and decisions. You know, sometimes we can say, well, you know, I did this because this person did that to me. And the person who did that to you can say, well, I did it to you because... Somebody did that to me. I'm only reacting to the hurts and the pains that I've gone through. Whether they verbalize it or not. So we can't just say I did it because of somebody or what somebody did. You've got to make a calculated decision when you face pain to do what is right. So be, beware of how you respond to pain. Many on drugs right now because they responded wrongly to the pain they felt at a particular time. Many are faced with broken marriages because they responded wrongly to pain. And many are backslidden because they responded wrongly to pain. Beware of making your pain the Lord and master of your life. Beware of bowing down to pain, worshiping your pain. Because if your pain determines the decisions that you have, then you worship your pain. Your pain is controlling you. Your pain is dictating the choices and actions of your life. So how you respond to pain it's very important. Everyone goes through pain. In this life. 
We all will experience pain. But what you do in the time of pain, that will be a defining moment that will determine future experiences. It will determine how your life will proceed, how your life will go forward because to every event there is a cause. Don't think you can just make decisions and nothing will come out of it. Don't, don't believe that. Life is like a piano. If you want to make a nice song, you have to press the right notes. And we are responsible for the notes we press in, in terms of the decisions that we make. So how you respond to pain now and along your journey is critical in determining success or failure. Number two, pain comes for different reasons. And let's just think about this physically first. There are pains that come to give birth to a child. And you have no problem with that because you expect it. And you know it, it will have a good end. There's a, there, there, there are pains that come with growth. As we grow physically, you hear about, you know, you're pushing out wisdom teeth and all these things, and, you know, it's painful and other stuff. And even as children grow physically in a home and they change, it causes friction. And so psychologists will tell you, as the children change, the parents must change also with them because they are not the same. So if, they don't if you don't change as they change, it will lead to abuse. And, and then there are, there are pains that come as a warning, telling you in your body, something is wrong. Check it out. You begin to feel a little pain in your knee or in your back or, you know, in your finger or wherever. You become concerned, especially if it begins to get worse. And so that pain has a purpose to tell you to check out yourself. Something is happening that is not right. And even so, as Christians, there are many reasons why we suffer. There are reason, many reasons why we go through pain. But I want to say this. The end result is always good. For the most part, the end result is always good. The purpose is good. First of all, number one, we suffer for righteousness sake. This is under that point. Pain comes for different reasons. And I'm going to give you a few reasons. And one is for righteousness sake. The Bible says in Psalms 34 and verse 19, many are the afflictions of the righteous. Once you have made up your mind to live righteous in an unrighteous world, expect pain, expect suffering, expect rejection. Once you decide to do right in a wrong world, expect Rejection, expect, pain. First Peter chapter 3 and verse 14 says, But even if you suffer for righteousness sake, you are blessed. Do not be afraid of their threats, nor be troubled. If you are suffering because you are right, stay right. Remain right. Don't get in the wrong because of the pain. Matthew chapter 5 and verse 10 says, 
Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness sake. For theirs is the kingdom of God. Once you are determined to live righteous in an unrighteous world, you will face difficulty. You will go through pain. Once you, be, you decide to be a disciple of the righteous one, the holy one, you will have pain. Philippians chapter 1 and verse 29 says, For to you it has been granted on the behalf of Christ, not only to believe in him, but to suffer for his sake. And here, as righteous people, Suffering is viewed as a privilege, something that has been granted to us for Christ's sake. Not for your own sake, but because you state your claim on Jesus' name and you decide to follow him and do what is right. You see, when you decide to do what is right, sometimes you, you will go through difficulty. And one of the difficulties you'll go through is that sometimes people take you for a fool. Because you didn't cuss out. Because you didn't act like the unsaved. And sometimes it's painful to look like a fool when you know you're not a fool. Amen. And, and, and you have to go through that kind of pain. And that is a real pain. Anybody out there? Well, you know, I just wanted to let them know. They, they only know who I am. Or when I was in the world, I'll tell you. And my heart is burning to tell you. Now, I just want to tell you. Hmm, if I only tell you. And the devil is saying, yeah, well, just tell them. Whatever happened, let it happen. But tell them. No, 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 honey. Go through the pain. Go through the pain. Wait on God. Amen. Victory will be yours. If you hold your peace and let the Lord fight your battle, victory will be yours. If you let the Lord handle it for you. In Acts chapter 14 and verse 22, it says, we must through much tribulation enter the kingdom of God. That is a done deal. If you are a Christian, if you are going to serve God, the Bible says, we must through much tribulation enter the kingdom of God. In Hebrews chapter 11 verse 36 through 39, it says, it says, still others had trial of mockings and scourgings. Yes, of chains and imprisonment. They were stoned and were sawn asunder. Were tempted, were slain with the sword. They wandered about in sheepskins and goatskins. Being destitute, afflicted, tormented. Of whom the world was not worthy. They wandered in deserts and mountains, in dens and caves of the earth. All these having obtained a good testimony through faith did not receive the promise because they were righteous, because they choose to serve God. They were destitute. They live with lack. They live without basic needs being provided for. They wandered in dens and caves of the earth being destitute, afflicted. The Bible says some were even killed. Well, not because they did something wrong, but because they did something right. 
And the word persecution means to be pursued. And one way or the other, once you decide to live right, the devil will pursue you, but the devil can make you act wrong. You have to know how to handle the pain. You have to learn to respond properly to pain. Number two, we suffer as a discipline from God to avoid eternal damnation. In Psalms 119 and verse 71, it says, It is good for me that I have been afflicted, that I may learn your statutes. David, in other words, was saying, I went through some discipline. I went through some punishment. I went through some pain. I went through some painful experiences. But it was good for me because in the end, I learned some things that I did not learn before. I learned some things that I did not know. I did not understand Th things I took for granted. He said, no, because of the pain, it was good for me. Because of the pain, now I've learned your statutes. I have learned your word. So it was good for me. You see, it was a discipline from God to shield him from greater suffering, from greater pain. First Corinthians chapter 11, verse 30 through 32, it says, For this reason many are weak and sick among you, and many sleep. For if we will judge ourselves, we would not be judged. But when we are judged, we are chastened by the Lord, that we should not be condemned with the world. There are sufferings that we go through, pain that we go through. And sometimes God even takes people home as a discipline that we will not be condemned eternally with the world because the world is on its way to hell. Without Jesus, the world has no salvation. Without Jesus, the world has no hope. But you and I who are saved, we have a hope. But when we begin to stray, because God don't want us to go where the world is going, he puts us through painful situations. And the Bible says, if we will judge ourselves, we will not be judged. You see, if you don't judge yourself, God will judge you, but not in the ultimate sense. But he will deal with you in such a way it will be painful. God knows how to put the pressure on us. God knows how to put the squeeze on you. God knows how to block you in the way as he blocked Balaam. God knows how to bring you to your knees. Trust me. He knows how. God can put you through some stuff that brings you to repentance. And it is better for us to repent before. It is better for us to receive the word of God and the conviction of the Holy Spirit is bringing to us because if God ever lays his hands on you, it will not be easy. There are many people who, upon whom God has laid his hands. I know among that pep talk and prayer will help them and until they repent. And so God will keep his hand there until we say, okay, Father, I am sorry. How many of you know we have a good father? In Jeremiah chapter 29 and verse 11, it says, For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, 
says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you a hope and a future. Because of the sins of God's people, because they disobeyed God, they did not do what God told them to do. God said, now I must punish you so that you will not want to do this again. I must deal with this matter. And God said, I'm sending a foreign king to capture you, uproot you from your land, and have you as his servants for 70 years. They say, oh no, that's not a good word. No, they are trying to manufacture the word of God for themselves. No, the word of God is blessing. No, we're going to break the yoke of Egypt. We're going to break the yoke of Babylon. Everything is going to be nice. No, choke Jeremiah in, 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 in prison. Jeremiah said, look, if you, if you don't give in to this, it will be even worse for you. So the Lord says, go to Babylon. Build houses and plant vineyards. Live there. Marry wives. And after a certain number of years, I will visit you again. For I know the thoughts that I think toward you. So you see, sometimes we, we go through difficulties because God loves us. We go through difficulties because God wants to get the wrong out of us, the sin out of us, so he will not have to condemn us. Or, you know, he did, not, he did not want to condemn Israel as he condemned Babylon. He said, but you, I'm disciplining you. So I want you to go to Babylon and take your discipline. For I know the thoughts that I think toward you. But you know, they rebelled, they rebelled, they rebelled, but they still went to Babylon. But they would have gone easier if they had listened to God. The king got his two eyes dug out and his two sons slaughtered in, in his presence. It didn't have to be like that. The sword was put to many of them. The temple was burned to the ground. The walls were destroyed. They could have left everything and simply obey God and go. As a matter of fact, even before they had reached to that, while God was sending the prophets to them, if they had listened, that would not have happened. Would not have happened. And there are many of us, God might be speaking to when you're not listening. But the day will come when God might lay his hands on you. Hebrews 12 and verse 6 says, For whom the Lord loves, he chastens. For whom the Lord loves, he chastens. He corrects. No. And scourges every son whom he receives. So if the Lord loves you, he chastises you. If he loves you, he punishes you when you do wrong. And when it, not, not every mistake you make, the Lord lays hands upon you and put, put you through a lot of trouble. No, 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 no. But if you are blatantly despising God, and God loves you, since he loves you, he will discipline you. The Bible says, whom he loves, he chastens, he punishes, and scourges every son in whom he whom he receives. Verse 18 of that same chapter, Hebrews 12 says, verse 8, but if you are without chastening, of whom all have become partakers, then you are, you are Ill illegitimate sons. In other words, if God don't punish you, you don't belong to him. He punishes you because you are his. He punishes you because he loves you. So suffering comes as a discipline. And if we don't take the discipline, what will happen? It will get worse. 
Number three, on the pain comes for different reasons. The third thing I want to show you under that is that we suffer to purify our faith. The Bible says, 1 Peter chapter 1 and verse 7, for the trial of your faith being much more precious than gold that perisheth, though it be tried with fire, might be found on the praise, honor, and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. Let me read that from the New Living Translation. It says, these trials will show that your faith is genuine. It is being tested as fire, tests, and purifies gold. Though your faith is far more precious than mere gold, so when your faith remains strong through many trials, it will bring you much praise and glory and honor on the day when God, when Jesus Christ, rather, is revealed to the whole world. Let me read that verse again from the New Covenant Version. It says, these troubles come to prove that your faith is pure. This purity of faith is worth more than gold, which can be proved to be pure by fire, but will ruin. But the purity of your faith will bring you praise and glory and honor when Jesus Christ is shown to you. So there are some troubles, there are some sufferings that come not to condemn you, not, to, not because of discipline, not because you are doing something wrong, but to prove you, to prove the quality of your faith, to purify your faith, to make your faith of a certain quality that will bring praise and glory. Of a certain, to make your praise of a certain quality that will be appraised by God, that will be commendable in the sight of God, that will be acceptable in the sight of God. So yes, you believe on Jesus and you, you go through the preliminaries and you got baptized and so forth, but along the way, God wants to see if you really love him. God wants to see if you really mean business with him. So he will test the sincerity of your faith. He will put some stumbling blocks in the way. That's what the Bible says. The Bible says, think it not strange concerning the fiery trials, First Peter chapter 4 and verse 12, which is to try you, which is to test you, as though some strange thing has happened to you. It is God testing the quality of your faith. So you say, you know, I didn't do anything. Why is this happening to me? Honey, it might not be the devil. And people might just be the, uh, they might be the symptoms. Uh, but God is the one behind it. In other words, the attitude of people is symptomatic of a higher power. God wants to promote you. God wants to bless you. God has already prepared your mansion. He has already provided your throne next to his. With the angels. And with the saints in glory. But he said, I can't give you this without proving you. We appreciate the time you spent with us today. If you need prayer right now, send us an email to info at victorgill.org or call now at one 868 266-1830 and we will pray for you to get your miracle.
you can partner with Bishop Gill to bring healing to the nations by donating any amount at www.victorgill.org. Thank you. From our family to you, God bless you richly.